0: Hey, you guys, you're about to hear the episode with Mike Lawrence. But first, I want to tell you about Blinds.com. Blinds.com is not your average online window coverings company. These guys are the experts. They've been dealing with window coverings for over 25 years. They have incredible design consultants who make the whole process easy, and they're with you every step of the way. In fact, we just installed our Blinds.com Roman Shades, and I am in love with them, and I'm specifically in love with the fact that they lower from the top or the bottom, if you don't know what I'm talking about. Well, I guess you just don't know about Roman shades, do you? Actually, I didn't know about them until... specifically about Roman shades that is and the way they work and stuff until I started dealing with my design consultant over at blinds.com who did make the whole process super easy and I sent him photos of the room that we wanted to put new blinds in and then he suggested some various things then we chose them and now they're in our windows and already I'm like how did I live for so long with blinds that don't open in this way uh which would be our old blinds that were just uh Sucky, basically, is what I would say. For all the great aspects of summer, longer days, outdoor parties, outdoor events, the downside is that you have to deal with a hot home and awful glare, fortunately, Blinds.com has a solution that makes those a non-issue. Go to Blinds.com today and start enjoying your home and patio without that annoying heat and glare. You'll see easy in a whole new light with Blinds.com. Okay, you guys, here is the episode with Mike Lawrence. I hope you love it. I know that I was – I don't want to step on it too much, but I'm just going to say I thought about, I've thought about this episode after we finished recording so many times. It just – I don't know. It was just so – there were aspects of it that were so poignant to me that really kind of got me right in the heart, which I think you'll, as you listen, you'll hear. I sort of comment on that in the episode. So I'm curious to know what you guys think. Okay. Here's the episode with Mike Lawrence.
1: Allison. Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, we perfect times never end. Allison Rosen, do you want to wave hands again? Allison
0: Rosen, Allison's your new best friend everyone hi hello it is me allison rosen and i'm sitting here in dining room studios with comedian mike lawrence hello and welcome
2: how's it going was it was that the rembrandts who did that theme song
0: no um but that's an excellent reference
2: yeah it really sounded like that like that early 90s that was awesome
0: Thank you. That is Trap Dog, who is a great. friend and fan of the show, who does all the show's music, and he's awesome. So I know you because you guested on the Corolla Show when yep. I was there many a time. We've been live shows together. Yeah, yeah. And I have been wanting to get you on the podcast for a while because I don't know your whole story, but I'm sure it's fascinating. So don't disappoint me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't worry. You're not my mom, so I can't. Uh... <laughs>
0: Um but it just so happened that you are out in LA now and you're available and here you are. So what what are you out in LA for right now? Cuz you live in Brooklyn, right?
2: Yeah, I do. Um I uh I went to Comic-Con this year for the first time ever and so then I was like I'll go to LA for a few days. They had uh the roast battle last night at the comedy store and um I never uh I did a battle in New York, um but I never done one here and and I love that show and I've judged it a bunch and I was like I want to compete. And so that was a good enough reason to, to come.
0: I don't know how the roast battle works. Enlighten us.
2: Okay. So it's often it's like three, it's two comedians and they go back and forth with roast jokes um, over three rounds. But the way they did it last night, they had six different battles. So they were only one round each. And then, you know, they have judges and, and stuff. And um, so you do a joke, then they do a joke. And um, I did it against Annie Letterman, who's really funny. She's done she's the been show. A guest, yeah, 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 she's awesome. And uh, we were the first ever tie, so it was cool. And
0: so then they we, don't have like a tiebreaker or anything.
2: They did. They went to sudden death, and they were just like, yeah, you know what? You guys both were fun, and you know, so you both win. And it was cool. Like people said, it was like the battle of the night, and you know, it's like, all right, well, you were two of the funniest, so you both win.
0: But secretly, who do you think won?
2: Me. <laughs> uh, only because she said it, so <laughs> I feel okay. But it doesn't matter. I mean, it was like we both did really well. We're both like real friends. Like it's funny because like that show, like there are people who come in with real agendas, and like they're angry on stage and they're posturing and like like we hugged after it. You know, we were making fun of each other beforehand. Like you're going to talk about this and you're going to talk about that, and so and then like today, like we were like making fun of each other. um, you know, we we uh, we had a, a post victory because we both won, but we also both lost. Uh, <laughs> post victory um, lunch at the Cheesecake Factory, uh, and you know, like made fun of each other even more, and it was awesome
0: for being at the Cheesecake Factory.
2: Uh, just just in general, for you know, just for being ourselves,
0: right? Um, now, would you say that normally the main person you roast is yourself?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean that's the thing about being roasted. I love roast so much, but when you're being roasted, you're always thinking of the worst things people are going to say about you and they're just the things you think about yourself that nobody mm-hmm. says. Like no one knows you feel trapped inside your body except you. No one's going to point that out.
0: <laughs> right. Well, I was I was um watching some of your stand up earlier, which I encourage everyone to go seek it out and oh, to go see you live, because um, 'cause you're hilarious. But you had that joke about having the face of a rapist and the self esteem of a rapist victim.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. I um I did I did that joke on Comedy Central and they gave me a note which was, Can you change it to um anger issues because um we don't we don't want people to think that rape victims are sad <laughs> it's okay if they're angry and then um and i was like i was like no that, that that's weird um
0: and the, so it'd be the so face the, of rapist and the anger issues so
2: what the, what the what the concession was and what allowed me to do the joke was i had to say because the joke is that like a, a gypsy woman puts a curse on me by the way you can make fun of gypsies all you want um <laughs> free free game um but that the gypsy was vindictive and mad as long as i qualified the specific gypsy who put the curse on me and let people know that she was evil then it made it okay that she was saying that rape victims have low self-esteem right yeah that's the logic that
0: (laughs) does that kind of stuff drive you bonkers
2: sometimes but you know you work within it i mean that's you know like, people always talk about, like, censorship and stuff, and, like, comedians should be able to say whatever they want, and, uh, uh, yeah, okay, they should, but when you want to be on different outlets and avenues, you have to work within their rules, because, you know, that's that's what's happening. It's, you know, corporate, and there's advertisers, and so you, you try, you still try to have the best product you can, but you know that. Sometimes uh, your will will be broken to the point that you start referring your stand up as a product.
0: <laughs> so I know that you did. You grow up in Florida? Yeah, yeah. What is your backstory?
2: My my backstory is um, I am, am the child of uh, a uh, a man from uh, San Francisco and a woman from uh, Bronx, New York. And um, they uh, they found each other in cocaine at the same time. Mm, what city did they find in San Francisco? Okay.
0: That's crazy. My my mom's from Northern California. My dad's from New York, and they met up there too. Yeah, I, their story doesn't involve cocaine. But go ahead.
2: Yeah, and it's funny because I. I don't know what parts of mine do but it would really help explain a lot of me. <laughs> um but, but I remember like my dad was like so nostalgic for San Francisco afterwards. They they moved they moved to Florida cuz that's where uh The the Jewish side, my mom's side's, uh, you know, mom and dad were going and, you know, my my dad was like, follow the money, Mm -hmm. which which made him an honorary Jew. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so then he, so then they came to Florida, but he always regretted leaving San Francisco to the point that we would watch episodes of Full House and when they would do like, (laughs) the stock photos uh, of like the the trolley car and like the townhouse it's like a
0: rice ad
2: yeah my dad would get so nostalgic and sad <laughs> he was like i used to hang out over there and you know do acid
0: was he counterculture like hate ashbury that whole thing was that what
2: i think he beat? liked ashbury um <laughs> ashbury <Northern laughs> <eight. laughs> no but um was
0: it that san francisco mythology that he was into
2: yeah like I think he just, I mean, that was his, you know, it's where he grew up. I think he, he liked some of that stuff, you know, like he, I think he somehow avoided the draft and all that, you know, mm-hmm. I, th- I think he, I think he was hippie ish, but not completely, you know, right? which, which I, I, I always feel when whenever you meet like the, the kid of a hippie, that's, that's always rough.
0: Cause sometimes they're Alex P. Keaton.
2: Yeah, well, a lot of times it's like they're looking for the rest of the world to parent them because they never had an actual parent.
0: Right, right. Now, wait, do you. Won't
2: you just tell me what to fucking do?
0: (laughs) Do you consider yourself the kid of hippies? No, no. no.
2: But they're they're liberal um, and, you know, uh, supportive. Mm -hmm. So, like, hippie enough. Like, I mean, I did find out that Jesus wasn't real before Santa Claus, but. But then then I later found out that he was and we killed him. So I kind of preferred when he just didn't exist than, than <laughs> knowing that his blood is still on my hands.
0: Right, right. Okay, so your dad was nostalgic for all of, of that kind of stuff.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. watched every episode of Rockford Files. Anything said in San Francisco.
0: But you have like a pretty contentious – or do you have a contentious relationship with your dad?
2: Uh, not really. I mean – i love my dad i talked to my dad yesterday like we 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 get along fine my dad uh was the best dad growing up he was amazing he was always there um and then just you know later uh in life you know just other priorities happened and and it was that kind of thing of just him like look look i, I did my time i'm still i'm still i'm still here just not for you. No, uh, he's <laughs> like I'm still here. You know, we'll we'll talk every once in a while, but you know, you you go live your life, and what we'll age? see each other once a year. Um,
0: were you when that happened?
2: In my early twenties.
0: And like, what were his new priorities?
2: he found. Well, you know what? Like, I think I think that's part of like where some of the because I, I, I feel like some of my resentment is unearned, where it's like he he was the best. He. Um, he found this woman and that became his life and that's everything that you know he wanted to do he purposely like didn't want to be with anyone when he was raising us like he um you know him and my mom split up when i was like really young she found someone else pretty quickly and uh, my my dad was like i'm going to i'm going to be the noble you know single guy, single dad, and, and he was the best at it and and you know my mom, my mom's good too i'm I'm way closer with my mom now than I am with my dad mm-hmm. um it was like like I got married last year, and my dad uh, wasn't at my wedding, and my mom threw the wedding in her backyard and cooked it, and you know like catered all the food, so it was like you know it wasn't a shift, but it was like. When the when you had two parents and then one's just like really stepping up and the one isn't really there, you're just like okay. I mean, because I was never that close with my stepdad, but then like my stepdad helped so much with the wedding, so I had him and my mom walk me down the aisle. Aww. You know, and it's like okay, I'll I'll, I'll use this. I, this my dad not being here, this will go in my act. It was it was in. My, I had a joke in my vows about it, where I was like, "This uh, feels like every set I've ever done." because it's mostly in front of my drunk friends and my dad's not here. <laughs> um
0: how did that go over? Cuz I also had a little bit of a joke in my vows yeah. and it kind of and I I instantly thought, "Oh, I wish I hadn't said that."
2: I did great. It was awesome. Really? And I think you had you a, know,
0: a more welcoming crowd, I guess. I think what it
2: was too is that people knew that it was bothering me. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, they felt bad and then like when I was able to address it and and be myself then it was like okay because i think i thought it was important to have like you know there was like one or two jokes in my vows it it, it was very sincere and, and and mostly serious but there were some jokes just because it's like well that's who i am and you know i think a vow should be a re- reflection of you and you know if if a part of who you are is jokes you regret then right <laughs> then the vows are honest
0: um why didn't your dad go
2: uh he he had like a a stroke a few um days before a a strategically placed i believe so selfish yeah well well now now like he his his you know heart is to the point that he can't travel at all and 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 it's awful but i also like I, i think that's probably been the case for a while i wish i knew that years ago because like i've lived in new york eight and a half years and he's never seen me once i mean He says there's just nothing to do there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But it's just that thing like I've also had to realize that, you know, you can accept like the great time that you had with that person. And that that doesn't mean that like that that person is gone. It's just you have to lower your expectations. And and I still talk to my dad and I love my dad. I, I just know that. It's never going to be what it was. And then that's 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 tough to deal with. I mean, I stopped watching The Simpsons because I couldn't accept that. And, and now having to do it with, with a person is a lot harder.
0: I find that it's a, I'm relating so much to what you're saying. That thing where you're actively lowering your – like, I could be angry about this or I could just accept the person for who they are right now. When it's your parents – i find it is so hard it's so hard yeah. to not react to the situation from the the child part of you like i would love to get to the point where i'm like these people are doing the best they can and i just love them for who they are but like i'm i'm struggling
2: well you know what it is too it's like there's that when 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 i my dad took me like to a few aa meetings when, when i was a kid and there is that like even though i've never really drank in my life that 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 mantra you know accept the things you cannot change and right. change the things you can it's like oh that will come in handy someday <laughs> <laughs> and and it did and you know that, that that's is interesting like because a lot a lot of my friends are in the program mm-hmm. and i only have an association with it because of, you know my family and 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 all of that um but it, it's it's fascinating like how some of that stuff like does apply like like the whole thing like alcoholics have to like make amends right and And I realized, like you know, as a sober person, like well i'm not I'm not sober, I just don't drink, sober as you were, uh, have you ever not really, I've had a few That's okay, it.
0: so have you ever been drunk,
2: not really, no, and I started to get drunk one time, and then I was like i'm 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 not doing this,
0: mm-hmm. is that because of what you saw growing up,
2: do you think? yeah, and out of a respect for him, you know. Uh-huh. And I was like, if I was gonna fail, I wanted to do it on my own. I didn't want to take his failure, you know. <laughs> right. I didn't. I didn't want to be the Jacob Dylan of
1: alcoholism.
0: I totally get it. Yeah. Did uh, when did your dad get sober? In relation to how old you were? Oh, like five, like five or six. Okay. Like, so so you saw some like drinking. Around
2: four, yeah, it was. No, I don't remember any of it. I I imagine he was like completely clean, like five or six. I mm-hmm. I don't have any memories. Okay. of him being drunk and and i've been told stories and and i'm like i'm sure that's terrible but i don't just don't remember that guy you know it's like you know watching cheers and not knowing who coach and diane were i was a i was a a, a woody and you know, kirsty <laughs> alley person and and i liked it better <laughs> you know jefferson over steve married with children
0: Right, right, it's or whatever like it is
2: you grew up with—that's your reality.
0: New Becky over old Becky, Roseanne, oh, yeah. or in the window because then or, old Becky came back. Or a
2: worse analogy: uh harmonica theme song with blues traveler vocals <laughs> versus just the harmonica theme song.
0: Yes, yes. Or Darren versus Darren. This is to go yeah, real, a,
2: real far or, back. Or what if you only watched Roseanne when they won the lottery? Like that's your <laughs> right. only Roseanne, right? Man, sh- I wish the these people were poor. show yeah.
0: about those rich people. Yeah,
2: this show would be so much better. If those fatties were poor.
0: <laughs> okay, so you you never drank because you wanted to fail on your own terms. Mm-hmm. I, I respect that. Um, but wait, what were, what were you saying? What led you to say that? Because I asked if you... Oh, you were talking about how some of the AA stuff does apply, like making amends.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then just realize, you know, it's like everybody has regrets and like, you know, it, it's funny like... I've had like uh, hard rock bottoms. It's just my problem is I remember them clearly and I have <laughs> no excuse for them. I was just an awful person.
0: Were you really an awful person? At times, yeah. Like what kind of
2: stuff? I mean, one of like one of my biggest like like rock bottom like regrets like um like a few years ago, I lived in a a friend's basement, like actual basement like lift a metal grate and um you know and he was nice enough to do that but i was like upstairs a lot and it would you know and he was with his uh you know girlfriend and i was like in their way too much and not realizing like how selfish i was being and um you know when we're me me and the guy like i mean they broke up like pretty soon after that and i know there were other issues but like i feel somewhat responsible for that and, and me and the guy are still friends i i do a, a, a podcast called nerd of mouth and mm-hmm. he um you know is the the producer and but like i still like i feel bad it's like i look at him and, and and i just see like the worst version of myself you know and i feel i feel bad about that
0: that story hurts my heart because I expected it was going to be, like, you being a total dick to someone, in which case I could be like, yeah. But, but I kind of
2: was. Like, but I, it I, sounds I, like
0: you're just apologizing for existing.
2: No, no. I mean, like, he had, like, like they had, like, a shelf, and I put all my action figures on, and I was like, we're a team now. Like, I just, I basically, like, I, I was acting like an imaginary friend who couldn't accept that the other person was getting older.
0: Not doing anything to make my heart not hurt more.
2: <laughs> but it was, you know, and it was really, like well oh, and i had just i had me just cry. met the woman who is my wife now at that time and you know but i wasn't ready to move in with her yet because we just met and and then i got like kicked out of his place and um and, and found another place for a while and, i mean it all worked out were it's you just,
0: pay, were you an actual roommate like were you paying rent or were you just staying there i was
2: just staying there okay. it was it was shitty and you know like there was a moment where there was a job interview and I showed up late to it and he found out and was like, you know, like I was mooching and, and I was in that, you know, phase of like, I'm a comic, you know, and what I'm doing is more important than what anyone is. And it's okay. Cause I'm making sacrifices and, and all this. I mean, I was, I was living off, you know, unemployment and getting the bare, ma- I was getting 150 a week. is not a lot uh, in New York. I mean, that's brutal. Um,
0: how, I don't even know how you could make ends meet with
2: that. I, I still don't. Um. <laughs> but it but it means i've i've lost breakfast. Breakfast is a thing that doesn't exist to me anymore mm-hmm. because of those years. Right. And and now it's hard to like re re, re you know reassemble that. Put that back in. It's just what well, it was the thing i had to do and now it's tough to, to get it back. But i just i just look at myself like in in my worst moments i was like very like invasive and 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 moochy.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and, and and desperate and and willing to justify any personality flaws as, well, I'm just trying to live the dream. But, but that's not an excuse.
0: Well, it so-, so tell me if this is right. It sounds like you're mad at yourself for lacking a certain situational awareness or not yeah. being aware of your effect on other people, which I would still argue is a hell of a lot. If we're going to judge this better than someone who's like, I slept with my best friend's boyfriend yeah. and then I stole a bunch of money and then I ruined someone's job and I told a bunch of, you know, like there's all sorts of like true shitty things. Whereas it sounds like you're sort of on, I'm totally overstepping my bounds here since so I don't know you that well, but like on the path of sort of self actualizing and you're just, you're just upset that you're not there yet.
2: Yeah. I mean, I just don't know how, like based on the way that, I was raised and based on the people that I knew, I don't know how I allowed myself to behave that way, you know? And there's still moments, you know, like, we'll, well, like there are moments where you're an asshole, where you know that that's like, a byproduct of the type of person you are, but then there's moments you're an asshole where you don't know what, like, came over yourself. Like, why Why would I have done that? I mean, and I, you know, when I had that in comedy, too, I would be mean to people at open mics because I was afraid of not succeeding, and mm-hmm. and then I regret, you know, a lot of that stuff, too. I mean...
0: But, well, so why do you... Th- but is it... So you're up in this room- roommate-ish situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're upset that you... You felt like you were intrusive, and like you sort of set your stuff up on their shelves. Like you weren't respectful of yeah. the situation, which and is I that would, you like, were you were mooching.
2: Well, they were letting me like live in the basement, but the base the basement was rough. Like it, it was not you know it, it was not the the wasn't best it a garden situation. apartment. <laughs> no, I mean you know there were there were cobwebs, uh, yeah. you know, and um, but it was that kind of situation where I thought like. Well, you know, they're, they're aware, like, how grimy that basement is. So, like, they're cool with me staying up here. But then it would be, like, you know, it would be, like, Wednesday at, like, 1. And she was, like, a graphic designer. And I would be, like, there, like, in my boxer shorts, like, playing his PlayStation or, like, watching Glee, which was still in Season 1 and had a lot of promise, which it did not live up to. And I <laughs> stuck through all six seasons, which... uh At first, I think was alarming to my wife, but showed the level of commitment Mm -hmm. that I'm willing to possess.
0: How long did you stay there?
2: I stayed there for a summer in 2010.
0: Did they talk to you about like your we you go back to your basement?
2: It was getting it was getting worse. You know, like I would do things like I would like come home like late at night from a show, and they would like be watching you know like TV, and I would like be talking about what they were watching when i clearly should have realized that was their time you know i was like very needy mm-hmm.
0: is that what you're upset with yourself about that yeah neediness? like i just didn't
2: take a hint you know like it was basically like you know being being a cock blocker for uh, almost a season
0: <laughs> and and did you say they broke up yeah are you still friends with
2: but I'm friends with him, yeah. And I mean, the last time I—I like, haven't seen her in years. But last time I saw her, she was like really nice and cool.
0: But if a, I don't know how much you're blaming yourself, are you blaming yourself for that breakup? Because my feeling is like if a couple's meant to last, they can withstand. Uh, no, I don't someone blame my, Staying, okay, good.
2: I don't, I don't, but I feel like I may have helped. You know, expedite it. Like I just, I well, weird, then you, you did him a favor. No, but all I'm, I'm saying is like if if I if if in any way. I was responsible. I feel, I feel guilty for for doing that. Like if they were meant to break up anyway, they they should have had that uh privilege <laughs> with that without me um you know interfering and mucking it up.
0: I see what you're saying. Nick. I'm just pointing out if that's what all it took to break them up that that pressure of life was going to going to, you know, cause I mean, that it's the type of situation
2: anyway. like you know, if you just told somebody, you know, make yourself at home and then they did things that you then like made you regret that statement. Like, look, I said, it, you know, make yourself at home. But and then they're like, but you did say it like the you but you did say it guy is the asshole.
0: Yeah, but also. I know we should move on. I'm just stuck on this. No, like, it's I interesting, just feel, yeah. but I feel like I, I
2: rarely ever talk about this,
0: but you're human. And it's like you're getting upset with yourself for having been human. It's- I'm
2: getting upset with myself because I've seen, because I've I've felt the anger that these people probably and I think did okay. feel against me uh, against uh, some other people now. And do you have a Do you have a house guest? No, no, I I I I, I do not. But I I just know that I've had that in general, or someone will tell me a story and be like, "How long has that guy been staying at your place?" You know, and and then realizing the hypocrisy of that and being like, "Man, I wish," you know. Sometimes, sometimes you wish you didn't do shitty things just so you can openly judge the people who have
0: right. So you can be righteous.
2: Oh yeah, I mean that's like that was like the thing with Comic Con. It's like if I wear a costume, I don't get to judge any of the costumes.
0: So did you wear one?
2: No. No, because that's awesome. <laughs> so
0: wait, when have you felt the way you think that they felt?
2: Um, Just in general, like like just people who've overstayed their, their welcome and stuff, you know, like that kind of thing. I, I can't think of any specific example now.
0: Right. Do you have siblings?
2: I do. Older, younger? Uh, older brother, younger sister.
0: Okay. And so... I get a sense of what your relationship with your dad was like. Um, what was your mom like growing up? Your mom's a comedian, right?
2: She was, yeah. She she like quit in the early two thousands. Um, so my 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 parents and my brother, then me. Then they divorced. Then my mom remarried with uh, my my sister. I mean, remarried with <laughs> with my stepdad and had my sister. Right. You know, we're not Duggars. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. And uh, what was it like growing up with a a comedian mom?
2: It was, you know, it was, it was cool. Like, I mean, I said it before, like, you know, did you think it was awesome? Like, no, nothing your parents do is cool. Like,
0: oh, absolutely not. That
2: was my favorite moment from the last episode of David Letterman, that finale. Did you see it? Mm -mm. So they, uh, you know, he's like saying thank yous to everybody. And then, um, he's like, and, uh, you know, to, 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 to my wife and, uh, you know my son and like the kid's fidgeting and he's like hiding his face and stuff <laughs> and it's great because it doesn't matter who you are like your parents will never be cool like mm-hmm. even though his dad's like saying farewell after his like 33 years as a late night host he's like shut up and he's also he's like you know you're 70 i'm gonna have to say goodbye again anyway you know and there won't be this many people around so i'm gonna have to carry all of that
0: (laughs) yeah i remember in high school i had a crush on this guy whose name was david and um where we would line up for you know people to pick us up yeah uh his i think it was probably his grandfather it was like some old guy got out of the you know pulled the car up got out of the car and was like davy (laughs) davy calling him over and i remember thinking it was so cute but i bet This guy wants to die right now because in high school that because I remember one time my dad got out of the car and was like waving at me and I was like get back in the car dad I'm trying to pretend I don't have any parents (laughs) and and just something as small as that was so mortifying
2: oh yeah well then it's such like a uh, you know
0: reminder of how young you are I think when you're trying to get old
2: like like that like I think about that with like um you know like how how you get so many like liberal kids because they rebel against their conservative parents. But like you do think of like the Alex P Keaton's like, like that kid in Portland who's like, screw you dad. I'm not going to support small businesses. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. Right. Yeah.
0: I'm buying from the big box stores. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. as soon as I get old enough, I'm taking these safety pins you know out of my I,
2: ears. You, you know where I got this shirt and my opinions? Target motherfucker. <laughs> Fear me.
0: <laughs> um, but what what was your relationship with your mom like growing up?
2: Good, yeah, yeah. My mom's cool, and it, and and, it, and it's gotten even better over the years. You know, I I think like the the best thing about my mom being a comic is that when I did decide to do it, you know, like I I kind of had that like mentor, you know, and mm-hmm. she was giving me advice and stuff. Like it clicked more. It was like something that we had to share. Um,
0: what kind of advice did she give you?
2: She uh, you know, would just like tell me to like stick up for myself and and things like that like
0: on stage like yeah like know
2: your value you know th- yeah like and I remember um I mean things were so different like she did it in like you know the late 80s when there actually was a boom like that's the thing now everyone talks about how we're in this huge comedy boom and like we're just in an everything boom <laughs> you know mm-hmm. yeah. everything has a tumbler everything gets to matter so in many ways none of it does right um the but internet it's- yeah, and it's cool, you know, but but it does give the illusion like things that things are popping, you know. Um, but I I honestly don't know how much money is being distributed in comparison to how much was then, right? Within comedy, because that's what an actual boom is—the fi- finances. Um, so, but I think. You know, it was that was interesting. Like I would tell her like I was doing shows for free and she'd be like fight to get paid, you know, mm-hmm. you're doing Did you? That when I could. And I've always had that instilled in me. I think I think that is one of the, the great things about having a mom comedian It was that I always just treated it like like a job. And I've always like tried to like see the value in it instead of uh I think I think it's great to be a fan. But I think fans often ruin it for everybody. There's there's a thin line between a fan and a scab. You know, when the, oh, the people who are like, I'm just happy to be here. You know, this is payment enough. And then it's like all the people. Who are trying know, to get paid. Yeah. yeah, side by side or beneath that person. I mean, I feel like that's why uh, barely anyone gets paid in L.A. versus – New York where most if not all the clubs pay but here it's like if the biggest names are willing to bump and um, you know do spots for free everywhere then all of the stand-ups get devalued you know monetarily speaking and so then no one has to get paid.
0: Has fighting to get paid ever backfired for you?
2: probably um, I, I think I think so like but I also think that it's helped. I think people know me as that, you know, like I've had situations where there was like a group of us and we were like, are are we supposed to, uh," you know, and I'll be like, I'll I'll ask. (laughs) I'll I'll be the one. I don't don't care. It doesn't bother me, you know. And, you know, uh, if I'm in a situation where I was like pretty sure that we weren't and I went in like that knowing we weren't it's still okay to ask and if they say no you're like all right but but i don't i don't think there's you know ever anything wrong with asking and and i think like stand-up specifically it's been tough you know when you have you know stuff like bringer shows where people are literally paying the club to go on stage Mm -hmm. it completely devalues the worth of the comic
0: right at what age did you decide to go into comedy? And before that, w- did you have other ideas about what you wanted to be?
2: I I did I did poetry for seven years, and then I switched into uh, comedy on the same stages. Uh, and I, I just I, I realized I wanted people to laugh with me instead of at me, <laughs> and it was it was an easy transition.
0: So, you would do poetry slams, that kind of stuff? Yeah. Like and spoken word.
2: Yeah. Like some slam, but then some like traditional.
0: Do you still write poetry? Not at all. Do you miss it at all? No. Were your poems fun, funny?
2: At times, but they're very pretentious. Like, I would just put in things because they sounded cool. Like, and I think if I looked back now, I wouldn't even know what some of them meant.
1: Mm hmm.
0: Um, but the fact that you said you were like the imaginary friend who couldn't accept his his friends were were growing up like that's yeah. so poetic. Yeah, you really need to get back to it. Yeah <laughs>
2: did you, did you see Inside Out?
0: I haven't. Oh no, I haven't seen it yet.
2: Oh well, but that's, I think that Potter is why that's fresh in my head. There's an imaginary character, a uh, you know, an imaginary friend character in that that's just like amazing. Okay, then, it's
0: also Puff the Magic Dragon. esque
2: yeah, this character in that movie is like that and it's like it, it, it's it's beautiful what they do with them.
0: I've been wanting to see it. I know yeah. I'll cry the whole way through.
2: You will. And uh it, you know it's funny like like cuz like, like like minions is a, minions is like out now and like mm-hmm. that just feels like it's completely for kids. But then like I feel like like besides the cars movies like the pixar stuff you're like no it's sad enough for adults it like, gets emotional I'm gonna, I'm gonna feel things
0: well you have that joke about finding nemo
2: oh yeah um
0: finding nemo is really emotionally gripping oh that's for 10 minutes I, oh my god
2: i've heard from parents that like they'll, they'll just skip ahead
0: one of the well someday their kids are going to discover that there's more to that movie
2: yeah, or they'll just find their parents <laughs> and be like, I wasn't prepared for this. Exactly. Yeah, but exactly. if you'd seen it. But well, that was like, I remember, like, because Up is one of my favorite movies of all time and I will get, like, in, like, to fight with the people, like, especially, like, parents who were like, you know, I just wanted to put it on and, you know, and then my kids, like, were asking me questions. I'm like, D- but, the- but, the- but they're good questions and it's okay. Mm. You know, like, if if the movie Up is your first exposure to death, you you couldn't, like, be in safer hands. Right. Like, why not see it that way than, like, in a horror movie or some kind of goofy way? Like, you know, like, when the death comes with, like, a 70-year marriage, like, that's pretty awesome. Like, that's the best ad- – that movie's the best advertisement for death that you can get. Death, because you don't want to climb hills to picnics anymore. <laughs>
0: Um so you are doing poetry. Yeah. And that's what you thought that that was like that's what you're gonna do. Did you want to publish poetry?
2: Yeah, I mean I well, I wanted to be an English teacher and, and all of that. And then when I started to to get into comedy and like comedy, like I instantly knew like, all right, this is what I'm gonna do.
0: What age were you when you started to do comedy?
2: Um I said twenty two, um almost twenty three, and I was like, This this is this is it? And you know, I, I talked to my parents, and they were like, you know, and that's where it helped having my mom as a comic. She's like, "Look, do me a favor, just get get your degree. You're almost there." And you know, then we'll. Uh... I mean, I, I i didn't I didn't get a lot of financial support. Like, there were very poor years in New York, but I'm also thankful for that. Mm-hmm. You know that because I made my choice, and then I I always knew like. The support I got was if you fail and leave New York, you can come back here, which was the best support because that meant like, and I, and I do love my parents, but I was like, I'm not coming back. I'm not going to be a failure. Right. You know.
0: And you got your degree in English.
2: I did. Is that right. Yeah.
0: That for very first time that you did comedy. Yeah. Um. What were the circumstances?
2: It was at the Chocolate Moose Coffee House in Davie, Florida, on a Saturday night, November fifth, two thousand five. Uh, As <laughs> comic book fans and our facts. and um, I was uh, I was I was on I was on stage. I did like five minutes. Then I had a friend come up and I did a song that was awful called "Kiss a Terrorist," <laughs> and it was like why don't you kiss a terrorist? There was a line, if I knew you were cool with Jews, you'd be off my Christmas list. <laughs> it was just like this patriotic song. Uh-huh. But it was, you know, it was like joking, like, like making fun of like like Toby Keith songs and stuff. And um, and I remember there was a, a, a Jewish waitress there who had never paid attention in the few years I'd done poetry there. And then like she heard that line and like got really upset. And I came back like the next few weeks and then there was a time when there was like a kid in the audience and she was like, you can't do jokes about, the, you know, anti-Semitic, racist, homophobic, you know, uh, sexist, blah, 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 all that. And I remember like, so then I was like a few weeks in, I was trying to do a clean set Mm -hmm. and I didn't really have that much material. And so... I remember just being like, fuck it. And then they just went blue anyway. And, you know, they took me off the stage. And and, and then uh, you were hooked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> damn right. Well, oh, the minute that first that first show, the minute that she was like, you know, got angry.
0: Was it because you got a reaction?
2: Yeah. And, you know, it was like seven years in poetry and I never did. And then instantaneously, my first night as a comic. And that's, you know, in many ways, all I was looking for.
0: To, to get a reaction
2: oh yeah just to just to make someone feel something
0: did you feel invisible before not
2: invisible just you know um i i guess like it's just insignificant like mm. but 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 that could be good in some ways like that's part of why you know i wanted to teach like all right i'm gonna make a difference and then uh, but like comedy comedy is not the difference like when 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 people say you know like how important comedy is and it changes lives like it 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 can but it often does not (laughs) (laughs) you know like comedians can be the most like the most self-important people like to the point where like we think we're the only thing that matters
0: right like i'm a soothsayer
2: yeah like if someone else calls me a philosopher, I'm like, ugh, but fine. But if I do it, ooh. <laughs> and, and, and that's that's like when, uh, like the whole thing now with all these <laughs> blogs and everything, when people, you know, comedians are like, and, and we're getting it worse than anybody, you know? Like, how come, how come they're telling us what to do with no one else? I'm like, everybody is dealing with this, like, scrutiny and yeah. living in this bubble now. You know how much harder it is for restaurants in the era of Yelp? Mm-hmm. and like you know like like when you like uh, ride like an uber or lyft or whatever like they can rate you yes yeah
0: you can find out your rating too i haven't taken uber enough to find out my rating but i'm very tempted i mean no i have taken enough to find out my rating i feel like i don't know that i can base anything off of it because i've done like three ubers in my life yeah but i want to find out
2: i do them all the time here. I, I I don't drive so like i'm always
0: oh you don't drive
2: no i'm learning i i, I took the test i failed and i have to go take it again
0: what what gotcha
2: oh man it was embarrassing um well you know like there's no there's no nice way to say it but like uh, most brooklyn driving schools are, are very uh shitty and and uh, god uh, there's no other way they they are ghetto they uh <laughs> like i'm i'm not saying that the, the driving school i took was ghetto i'm saying that the person who gave me my twelve lessons who was supposed to take me to my driving test was in traffic court that day
0: mm, okay <laughs> that's
2: that's what I'm saying right and um it was not it's not a not a good experience, but that's also I need to get through that and uh well
0: know. a couple things I imagine it must be hard to learn when you're an adult as opposed to sixteen and also trying to learn how to drive in Brooklyn or New York sounds horribly scary to me
2: oh yeah it it is um i mean the one plus is that you can never go too fast so that's not that intimidating <laughs> right. it's slow but so so this is embarrassing i mean so I'm, I'm taking the i'm taking the test i'm in the car i every time i'd gotten in the car it was already on i didn't know how to start the car <laughs> so then i finally do it and but that that's already like red flag one through three for Mm -hmm. the guy and i got one left and then i um i'm i'm creeping out which which it feels weird for me to say creeping out in any other context (laughs) besides how i look like i look like i'm just creeping out into my body um (laughs) but i'm creeping out you know past the stop sign and a car like you know comes pretty close to, to hitting me and the guy was like all right you're done and then just drove us back.
0: He didn't even let you finish your test. Ugh. Oh no,
2: that was bad. I mean, and he shouldn't have. I I failed. It was not good.
0: So you're gonna do it again, though?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm living in his basement now. Uh, <laughs> I'm, you know, he's he's adopted me.
0: <laughs> uh, who do I? I know someone who's a totally fine driver who failed it three times. So it just takes. Just gotta get right back in that car. Oh
2: yeah, there's there's tons of people like. We did like the 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 five hour like written test, and the guy was like, and this one woman, uh, she took it eighty times before she got it right on the eighty first, and I was just waiting for her to go. She's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting for that so badly.
0: Does your wife drive?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. How?
0: What's your wife like, and how'd you meet her?
2: Uh, she's awesome. Um, sh- I met her through OKCupid.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah. I only met people that seemed to want to just hook up. I don't. I think uh, no. of OK Cupid as not our like actual relationship site.
2: No, it was uh yeah. We we did it that way, and um, first first two dates not the best. The third one was the magical one.
0: What happened on the first two? Oh,
2: uh, well, the first one, like we went to Mexican, and then then um, I I had that 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 thing in the stomach that that Mexican food also often gives you um, diarrhea. Yeah, yeah, di- diarrhea, Perlman, and. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> I just had to end of the date you know I didn't know what to do when I ended the date
0: what excuse did you use or were you honest
2: yeah I remember I was like well alright I gotta go <laughs> and I did have to go so. <laughs> and then um, the, the second date I was like you should come see me do stand up and then she saw me do stand up and we're like talking afterwards I'm like well alright I, I I've got this other show and I mean, and then I looked like what was I thinking? Why didn't I just keep hanging out? And then the third date, we we saw a, a bad movie, uh, George Romero's uh, Surviving the Dead, a zombie movie, just terrible. Mm-hmm. And um, we we got ramen, and then we saw a poster for Coney Island. We were we gonna get on the subway, and then we saw the, the poster. Like on our separate way subway, and then we're like, Let's why don't we just both go to Coney Island? And that was magical. We got there like around twelve thirty. We made out on like this lifeguard tower. Um, she told me who Nicki Minaj was for the first time and did some of (laughs) her. Well you'll never forget where you were when you learned. We saw these like two like Hasidic kids like hitting on black girls and like that was amazing. (laughs) Like there's just all these like little moments. Charmed. Yeah. That's the, the magic of Coney Island, and you know that's that's when we fell in love.
0: And then, how how much later did you get married?
2: Um, I got married last September, uh, so you know, like I I proposed like maybe three and a half years in, and you know, um, so our, our five year meeting anniversary was uh, two months ago in May.
0: Mm-hmm. What does she do?
2: She is a, a producer. She works. at at a production company like a lot of children's television other other different um types of like productions she's directed comedy videos and stuff like she's like she's like awesome like a lot of like comedian like spouses will like often stand to the side or whatever but she just like engages like she's hung out with my friends when i'm not there and uh like she gets show business with you know like Cause she's in show business, but like we're not Completely. overlapping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's awesome. It sounds awesome. Yeah. She's really, really cool. What I'm, were your I'm lucky. Re-
0: relationships like before? Like, did you have certain relationship patterns before her?
2: Um, well the first relationship I was in lasted about like six years. And wow, I, I mean, so much of my stuff is like in long spurts. Like I was at a McDonald's for like seven and a half years. I was in this relationship six years, uh, and that you did that, poetry for years. Yeah, yeah, I just I just commit to stuff. Now now <laughs> comedy for 10. Uh I don't know when to quit anything.
0: <laughs> Is that are you joking or are you serious?
2: In many ways, uh I'm serious. I mean, that's like kind of like my whole philosophy of like being like a comic book fan and, and all of that like you know you, you know like nerds are often just people with the inability to let go. Mm. You know, like like we need like not me I'm like I'm not the biggest star Wars guy, but like I know so many people who need this new Star Wars to be good because if it doesn't, then it proves they wasted their life like in the other ones,
1: hmm I' thinking about it'll that.
2: invalidate everything, right. what was it all for?
0: Is it a need to for there to be meaning?
2: I think it's just, you know, if you committed that much to something and if you love something that much.
0: I see. It yeah. has to have value. Yeah. You can't, it, it can't slip. Nope. And do you relate to that?
2: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's funny, like, cause, like, I still get very passionate about, like, all of the movies. And of course, like, with Comic Con last weekend, like, I had, you know, like a lot of discussions about all the trailers that, you know, leaked and everything. But then it's like, it's funny because. I used to be so super serious and emotional about that stuff. And now, like, I kind of am, but but some of it is just trying to be, you know, like the sports fan that yells at the TV, but he doesn't really care.
0: Right. It's just, what, like muscle memory?
2: Yeah. And and, and that really, to me, is the power of love. You know, it's like when when you have other things and uh, those things make you happy, then you don't need this one thing. Like, Mm -hmm. I... I think like like the secret to life is just finding a system of checks and balances and, and enough things that you can always switch from one to the other so that one never has too much power.
0: Right. And what are they for you?
2: Um I, I think my job, um, I think my family, you know, my wife and uh, you know, comic books, pro wrestling. And I think that's it. And uh, and and shitty food. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's do um, topic Sombrero which it, and here comes a song and by the way this is where I uh, take is, questions Is this one going to be by Twitter. Toad the White's
2: Brocket? <laughs> if only if <laughs>
0: only uh, Okay let me find these but I think we can hear it at any time It's
1: the Topic Topic Sombrero It's time for Topic time. Yes. for topics and you sent them in it's the Topic, the Topic Sombrero. Oh.
2: Now pick the topic and let's begin. It's the Topic Sombrero. Oh. It's time for the Topic day.
0: It's time for the Topic day. That's Brooks Whelan. There's a little mashup happening. Oh,
2: nice. I, I, I thought it was Los Lonely Boys. Uh, <laughs> it's great.
0: Okay. TSDCX says... Sweet guest, challenge him to explain the title of his album without sounding like a dork.
2: <laughs> you can Uh, adamantium. Um, I I'm I'm going to sound even dorkier than they wanted me to. Sadaman- a- adamantium is the uh metal that uh comprises Wolverine's claws, but was uh what made up Ultron Ultron 6 uh the Avengers villain and uh my screen name when I met my wife was Ultron Six. So that was like a deep, a deep reference for me. Uh, but also a Wolverine reference because people liked it and you know, sad because I'm sad.
0: <laughs> Just knocked it out of the park. You didn't sound like a dork at all. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, I totally did.
0: Is uh in terms of the dark emotions, is sadness where you go? Like, let's say there's like sadness, anger, jealousy. Which one is yes. Which one is you?
2: Sadness and written regret. You know yeah, that is too. the thing like when you when you choose something like you instantly regret like what the other thing could have been like Like I like that I don't drink but I do wonder, you know, and I and I don't like smoke pot and all that and like there are times where I feel left out or like wonder if you know like just as a comedian if my life would have been better in certain moments if i did those things mm-hmm. like i feel like i'm always the first to leave a party and and and, and, and things like that
0: does your wife drink
2: yeah man i'm i'm cool with it like i can be around it um to an extent i, I can be around alcohol i can't be around drunk people for long which is weird that i got into comedy <laughs> but i i do have like a very low tolerance like yeah. Like there'll sure. be times like people just like grab my beard and like I get really upset.
0: Has it always Do you find it gets worse as you get older? Your tolerance? Oh yeah, yeah. Your intolerance for that?
2: Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I think cuz I'm just happier now, uh it's probably less, you know, annoying, but like the thing that always bothered me about like drunk people is that none of it's completely real. Like it's all an illusion. Like there's nothing worse than, like, someone giving you a compliment and then forgetting they said it. And you just have to oh, hold yeah. it in your hand as it, like, turns to dust.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: but you'll always remember. And that sucks.
0: I'm, ha- I'm having so many, like, memories of just super altered conversations that I had. And it's making me hate myself. Okay. Oh, yeah. I used to
2: – I tried doing a bit and never worked that well where I was, like uh, – People will always ask me, hey, do you have any, uh, you know, drunk stories? And I'm like, yours <laughs> in full detail.
0: <laughs> I think that that didn't, that didn't eh,
2: it, it didn't, you I know, maybe funny. I, I just got confidence again. Yeah, I'm going to do it again.
0: <laughs> Adam Mulk says, how often does the Mike Lawrence, it's your Twitter name, get called Kyle Kanane?
2: Just him. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think once or twice. I've, I've gotten Brian Poseyne, I've gotten uh, Zach Galifianakis.
0: It's just bearded comedians.
2: I'll know that like I'm successful when they get me.
0: <laughs> Maybe they are getting you. Yeah. Um, and Matt, I just go,
2: no one gets me.
0: <laughs> Matt K wants to know, we sort of covered this. What was his mom's stand-up career like? Where, when was it?
2: Yeah, 80s, 90s, Florida. Fine.
0: Uh, Adam, oh, another Adam Mulk question stoked for the batman v superman movie after seeing the new trailer question mark he wasn't a fan of man of steel i think
2: uh i'm i'm not really um it you know it's funny like i feel bad because like I, I i don't do a ton of podcasts but i, I do it like a decent amount and there was a guy one time who like they just i i think i i got into some facebook battle and then some guys like oh yeah well Well, you just go on podcast and force your, you know, comic book beliefs and just shows that don't need it. And I'm like, people ask me this stuff. Like I, I did, yeah, I did the Heffernan uh, Lemmy podcast mm. yesterday, and like it ended up being like forty-five minutes of comic book talk. And I am like, you guys wanted this from me, <laughs> and I'll do it. So I am gonna, I am gonna try to do this in less than a minute because I've, I've liked where we've been going, and and I feel like I've said things I've never said on a podcast before, and I try to do that every podcast time.
0: boner. I just got yeah,
2: one. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the big reveals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um i i i am I'm terrified for that movie because I think that uh it is I hated Man of Steel because it was really depressing and Superman's parents were awful people. And this movie seems like it's going to continue that. When the mom says, you don't uh, owe these people anything, like I just died inside because that's the opposite of Superman. He owes us everything because he came here. We made him a better person. And that's the Superman story.
0: Which uh, comic book character character do you identify most with?
2: The Thing. He's my favorite.
0: I don't know about him.
2: He is in the Fantastic Four, uh, new movie coming out. Um, I got no money for that. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's he's the best because one he's Jewish, like moi. Um, Are you? You're half. Yes. But, okay. You know, <laughs>
0: but if it came from your maternal side, then
2: yeah. I'm going to Israel in a few weeks, and like I. I, I there was that part of me like I don't want to go because I'll die but then there's that yes other...
0: that keeps me away too yeah. it always <laughs> yeah, has good... I suspect it always will
2: oh yeah the awful publicity <laughs> uh, and uh
0: plenty of people go and they're fine though
2: yeah yeah but then I feel like it's like you owe it to yourself like for every time you called yourself a Jew on stage step up you know
0: was this your penance
2: yeah I feel like <laughs> which makes me very Jewish that's I'm true gonna, yeah You know. um but uh the thing is he was he was a fighter pilot uh, and, and and a football player which are not things I am but he was already a hero then he helps his friend go into space all of with uh, his friend his friend's girlfriend and the girlfriend's kid brother he gets the worst predicament he was just like the buddy who was like yeah I'll help you you know he was the guy who was literally like need a lift get in my spaceship and then he becomes like a monster and that would ruin anybody, but he decided to be a hero and he's like seven hundred pounds, made of rocks and Jewish, and like I think that's the coolest thing ever.
0: And why do you what what about that do you relate to?
2: It relates to because like well like the accident made him a monster and he easily could have been evil or he there were you know, like and he was created in like the early sixties and there were moments where like he wanted to die but the fact that he chose to be a hero instead like made it amazing like he was given the worst predicament like he literally like was made disabled he's like trapped mm-hmm. in a body
0: of rocks yeah
2: that like he can't touch people you know the same way that anyone else can like his whole life is ruined and people make fun of him and stuff like he was constantly bullied and still saved people and i think that's awesome
0: were you bullied? Oh yeah, for being into comic books and stuff. Or nah, what I was do you think being was? weird.
2: I was always a weird kid, and and then like in you know high school, you know I was like, "Don't make fun of me! I write beautiful poems." Did that work? Uh, <laughs> I just gave them more reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, but then that's the thing. It's like nerds become the worst bullies. Because we take so all yeah. I mean we, we got bullied by the best and then we take that back out.
1: Like mm-hmm.
0: it, and you feel like you're that now or I
2: feel like I was that and I'm trying to get better about it. Like I'm amazing at roast. Like right. I because I have that skill. That you know, it's like
0: that finely honed thing. Well when,
2: when people say, you know, like and I know it's a stereotype, but like the caddy gay guy, it's like, you know, that cattiness comes from people hating you taking that hate and then using it you know like weaponizing it
0: right right were you the well i I don't know if all schools are the same but you know oftentimes growing up like there's like that one kid that's the most outcast where were you on that scale
2: i don't know if i was that because i was too like stupidly confident to be that <laughs> like be my friend uh, oh, that
0: makes me feel better
2: yeah but i had like those traumatizing moments you like know what? that you never forget like i uh i had a birthday party that one out of eight kids i invited to showed up when i was like seven and that uh. that yeah hold that like yeah, every time i do a show and there's empty seats like that's that cause you, you go happy birthday to me and uh i had my my teeth knocked out when i was like 8 or 9 Who I was did that? literally i was in like a pool shower um you know you had to like like take like the quick shower before you you know go in the pool and right. all that so you had to clean yourself before you doused yourself in, in their water. chemicals yeah
0: <laughs> right before the chlorine some
2: water mostly chemicals a lot of pee <laughs> uh but i remember like i'd seen a bugs bunny cartoon so like i'm just in there and i'm like i'm singing in the rain because like i think bugs bunny did that or one sure, of the characters yeah. and a dude like pushed me and i slipped and fell like right on so i had this like big chip yeah. in my tooth and it's from that
0: a dude an adult or a kid
2: a kid yeah
0: but your age
2: yeah yeah
0: i'd still hate him
2: and then you know what you know you know what you know what was like really weird about it was that like so i remember my parents fought like um you know about like ah oh, you know like we should sue or whatever if we didn't like so i remember like so the next day at, at the camp the uh the kid like came up to me and like apologized and his mom was there and then we just like then the mom just like beat the shit out of him in front of me oh. Uh- And it was like Jesus, you know what? You know what it is like. You're supposed like I think it was supposed to be like that moment of like, haha, now you get yours. But you don't feel that. You're just I feel horrified. And then you're just like, oh, that's why he did that to me. Yeah, yeah. And then I just felt sad, and and then I think like, you know, I if if that's what she did to just avoid the lawsuit, like I'm going to make him feel so awful. It works. (laughs) It's a it's a good lawyer. Right, this is a brilliant <laughs> foolproof strategy. It's like
0: Kardashian level, um, Robert Kardashian, not the other ones.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, the, the one who did something.
0: Yes, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> the one who. Hey, there
0: was a sex tape. Let's not ignore that. Yeah. And the other ones have done. They've done stuff to their faces. Um, I don't know why I'm. I'm I love talking, when you
2: can like see someone's career advanced just by the people they had sex with. I don't From know. I'm Ray dumb. J to Kanye, and it's a pretty good career a nice Nothing arc. in between. Nothing in between. Beautiful um, arc. I think. I think the. I think there's like arc implants, but
0: <laughs> did sh- did the kid get all bloody? Like what kind of? No, gritty?
2: but it was just you know like like smacking him and stuff like on the spanking. what?
0: Like on the butt or the face?
2: I, I don't remember. I just remember ugh. him like. Well, that's now like that trend of like you know like Instagram and Facebook like right, shaming. Yeah, that is, so
0: that makes. It makes me feel it's awful. Gross. Yeah, I think that's I do not think that's just I don't I, think that's good parenting.
2: I feel like that's
0: bullying your children.
2: I feel like we got the tech all this technology too fast. Like the minute that it was made, like we got it and there should have been steps in between. Um like I I don't know how I feel about like kids on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, like when you know people put pictures of like you know like embarrassing pictures of like their like 2 year old or right. their 3 year old and it's all about whatever they want for their likes like there's something weird about that like and i get why people do it and you know you love your kid and you want to show off your kid but there is that like they don't get a choice
0: well you know it's interesting my my sister um, had a baby, and m- I'm very public with everything. Like, I yeah. everything. That's just sort of my way of processing everything that I experience is just put it out there. Whereas my sister's a very private person, and I went and I visited her and her husband. So, and- what's her podcast like? <laughs> it's got one listener. It's yeah. her. Yeah. This is a closed loop. This is yeah. a conversation. She uh, just
2: sings that song, Hello Walls. <laughs>
0: yeah. And uh, of course, I wanted to Instagram a photo of me with the baby. And she couldn't articulate really why she didn't – why she wasn't comfortable with the baby's face being shown. Yeah. But I think what it was was she feels like ultimately it should be his choice whether his baby photos are – you know available for a ton of people to see. Yeah. And I do get that. I mean, I think it's sort of impossible to avoid your baby photos being out there in this day and age, but yeah. at the same time it's like it sort of should be his call. Yeah. I guess. I don't yeah, I don't like it, but I get it.
2: Well, that whole like that whole Instagram culture and everything of like just taking pictures and stuff like I've taken like like I always like instantly regret it and like there's some moments where you're like this is gold but if you just take a picture of like a stranger and put it online you're like do i have the right to do that like is that fair like if you catch someone in an embarrassing moment you know it's like would i would i want that you know and if no one's doing that to me like why am i doing that to somebody else
0: well here's something that i feel terrible about that i haven't talked about on the podcast um so I have talked about the fact that my husband and I are trying to get pregnant. So I've been going to a fertility clinic where everyone else in LA also, it's like the, like I think every child in LA is born through this clinic. Um, But anyway, a long, so I, I have sat in that waiting room so very many mornings and I'm aware of all the different dynamics that go on. And this couple came in and they were really loud and boisterous and chatty and like, like, I think it was probably the beginning of their going to the clinic because they were like, yeah. we're here for like to, I don't know what they were saying, but you could tell that they were uncomfortable with what they were going to do, which is he was probably going to jizz in a cup. Yeah. Uh, which is so old hat to us. But anyway, right. they happened to be dressed identically. So, and I just found their general joie de vivre annoying. So I took a photo of them from the ankle down, but and I tweeted, I I captioned it something like, you know, super loud, chatty, boisterous, identically dressed couple letting everyone know they're super breezy and not going to let fertility, you know, the the journey get them down or something. Mm-hmm. Normally, I don't do shit like that that's a little bit catty, but it was just, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, though, I and this is going to be a frustrating story. I later found out she's a celebrity. Yeah. I'm not going to say who it is because I don't think it's it's right. Yeah, no, um but she is a celebrity and it's also possible that she could have seen that because we are somewhat connected by a few Yeah. well it's it's we're not really connected but anyway I was just like not only was that shitty of me to do but it actually could bite me in the ass. Yeah. So I feel and like is she
2: like a, a dancing with the stars type celebrity or like actual celebrity.
0: She's an a- i'll tell you after okay she's an no, actual- I,
2: no i don't want you to just say it on air yeah
0: yeah she's an she's an actual celebrity. okay i'm
2: just saying like i was just wondering in terms of like the level that she could even like just have people that find this out for her and then it gets back
0: she's a recording star okay I put that way i don't know it's really weird because i remember thinking oh she looks like that person
2: yeah well then the weird thing too is that like in that moment you know it's like if it's in a medical you know it's like in a place like like a private place like that mm-hmm. you know
0: that was shitty of me. that's why i did ankle yeah. down
2: yeah nah, you know it's like
0: the only people that would recognize it would potentially be
2: her yeah like even even if it's like it's like regardless of like if someone did something like like really dumb or embarrassing like and you knew it could be like a meme like even if you saw like a career a south korean guy rapping in 2012 like you know whatever it is like this is gonna be huge like let's say you saw it at like a AA meeting you'd be like i can't do that because right. you know it's like anonymous like so i i would say in that situation because of like it's a public place but it's not that's that's way more of like a private you know you're See, already,
0: I'm a worse person than you are.
2: And being in a fertility clinic, you're already showing like a level of vulnerability. Like, would you would you take that picture at a Planned Parenthood?
0: You're not making me feel any better. Hey, <laughs> no. I, uh, I just want to say ankle down, people. It was ankle down. Know, it was just I know. feet, I got you.
2: which it was now, matching
0: shoes. But here's
2: the problem: in the internet age, there are enough people that would recognize this person from the feet.
0: Thankfully, no one did.
2: Quentin Tarantino would. Uh,
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I do feel like a real worm. I feel like I should go back and take that photo down. But this person was drawing a lot of attention to herself and her guy. Okay. I almost feel like she wanted to be recognized, uh, but she wasn't. Okay. And then lastly, there was one comment. It was from Joseph Goss, and he said, just tell him I love him. Thank you. (laughs) All right, let's do just me or everyone.
2: Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? It's for Just
0: me or everyone? <laughs> okay, Jake. I really like
2: that singer. Is that is that the same guy? Does yeah, them all?
0: that is yep. Tom Rap Trap Dog. Yeah, Thank it's you.
2: really nice. Yeah,
0: he's awesome. Um. And he's also great at last minute. I'll be like, could you possibly do a jingle for this with barely any notice? And then he's always like, I don't want to promise because I don't. And then he whips it out and it's always
2: good. I, now I, I want all of like my stories to have a, 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 a jingle to them. You do. Own. You definitely do. It just makes everything better. Slam poetry wasn't working. <laughs> I don't know why I'm making him sound like a young Randy Newman. <laughs> but Yeah.
0: That's good, yeah. uh, okay. Here's where people write in with things they think or do, and we wonder or and we comment on whether it's just them or if it's everyone. so jmos and Bobo says, I avoid looking into mirrors at all costs, just once in the a m and hope for the best. No, that's not me. I am that asshole who's like a reflective surface, must look, must look, must look, must look. But I don't look see that as vanity. I see it more as an insecurity, like needing to make sure everything's okay. But it's there. It's kind of two sides of the same.
2: Yeah, I just coin. It, it's funny. Like when I was thinking about like roast, like whenever whenever I do a roast, people just always go after my appearance because because I I, I I do I do look like as as Annie, Annie called me yesterday a garbage monster, uh, <laughs> and, I, and it's fine. And it was like and I noticed like like when I roast other people. I barely ever uh, like all of my stuff ends up being about like their deep insecurities or careers and it's never about their appearance. Like Mm -hmm. lookalike jokes like kill the hardest a lot of times because everyone can see it and there's no explanation needed. But like I don't think of things in terms of appearance. I'm like, well, if I'm not focusing on mine, what makes you think I'm going to focus on yours?
0: Right. Do you, what do you think that comes from? Because I know that, because I'm a, a writer i was a writer for years and years um and my husband is more is is artistic and very visual and my stuff is always very my memories and just everything is like very Mm word-based it's not i don't i won't remember i'm very bad with directions i just live in a world of words not a world of how things look
2: i agree yeah like just like shapes and patterns and numbers don't you know makes sense yeah i'm the right. same way
0: okay um i forget if i i guess i was wondering do you think that's the poetry part of you
2: it possibly i i just yeah it's that what's the thing too like i just don't think it matters. like you know looks will fade and, and things will change and you know like i mean that's always like the least likable part of show business to me. Like yeah. I I feel just based on how I look, like people could already decide what career path I'm going to have. You
0: yeah. Know. I bristled at that a lot, a lot, a lot growing up. Just this feeling that like this shouldn't matter. And yet in this world it does. And I hate that. Yeah. It just shouldn't.
2: Oh yeah. But it totally I but mean it does. That's like every, every, you know, September when you see like the fall pilots and it's just every sitcom is just hot people having sex with each other. So it didn't
0: used to be that way. No, Sitcoms no. used to actually have some depth back yeah. when they were actually, well, the ones that I liked.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Family Ties, that shit was deep.
2: You really like Family joking.
0: Ties? Um, I, Facts of Life was my show, but I also liked Family Ties. I
2: love, like, I mean, I was like a married with children. Um, I mean, Simpsons is like my favorite show ever, that, you know, seasons one through nine but uh but i love like when i look back on stuff like and it was before my time stuff like like good times is amazing to me mm-hmm. just in terms of like the things they'd never make now yes like there will be an episode where they think they're not going to be poor anymore and then it ends with them realizing they're poorer than they've ever been
0: right they actually and then yeah. it's
2: like oh that's life you know honeymooners things like that it's always like everything was like the get rich quick scheme. Like we're gonna get out of this. No, we're in it worse.
0: Right. Whereas now, all the I've, on so many sitcoms, all the jokes and the stories are driven by some screwball premise that that is yeah. that's not rooted in reality, as opposed to by an emotional dynamic.
2: Well, that was the thing with those first few seasons of Roseanne. You know, or I, I I've been chronologically. Uh, through through hulu uh plug uh, i've been mean, chronologically watching um all of the the seinfelds with mm-hmm. my wife and she hadn't seen some of them and those first two seasons and how small and delicate they are and they just feel like plays are like amazing yeah that chinese restaurant episode like probably my my favorite 30 minutes of television
0: Marvin the Earthling says, with garbage bins that say push, I try to push the cover only with what I'm throwing away. No skin contact. Yeah. In general, I'm not in favor of garbage cans that you have to get real handy with.
2: No. You just want to put it in and take it out.
0: Yeah. Damien Cordova says, just near everyone. Uh, I'll pass that along to him. When I get dressed in the dark, I sometimes forget to brush my hair. Well first of all I don't get dressed in the dark and no I don't forget to brush my hair. That's, this is not a me kind of thing. But yeah. perhaps for, for guys who are getting dressed in the dark or who brush or don't brush their hair, I'm looking at both of you. Do you ever do this?
2: <laughs> I get dressed in the dark. Like that is a that is that thing like it, it's like almost this like shorthand where we don't have to say anything anymore like when I come out of the room or I'm about to leave like like, Adina will just see me and immediately be able to straighten everything out. <laughs>
1: I don't even say anything anymore. I'm like, it's you. you. You got this? Awesome. <laughs> I don't get dressed in the dark, but I've definitely gotten dressed where I'm essentially paying so little attention to it that I might as well be in the dark or right. have my eyes closed.
0: Against All Todds says, most texting conversations end without a goodbye or definite end. Yes, I find that to be the case. Yeah it's true
2: it's 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 crazy like when you look at like words and 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 the the you know the meaning or the meaninglessness of them like um you know when like like if i'm gonna meet someone and they're about to leave work you know they'll just put like almost free and (laughs) you know that those two same words were used by like slaves in 1864 and now it's like so that you can go get chipotle
0: (laughs) right language is very elastic yeah january says just me or everyone drives me insane oh speaking of words what drives me insane when people type could have or should have instead of could have or should have yeah that's that's uh on the scale of things that bug me that bug me that one will bug me could of instead of could have no, it doesn't bug you. Not really. All right. I just I I think you.
2: that you know you know in terms of like elasticity and all that like grammar and th- like we will be the last people to have held on to that and you know with abbreviations and you know misspelling and all that it's just going to be a thing we accept because you know we don't sit down to write things anymore we're right. we're, we're writing them in motion
0: right all right. That's a, pretty, if, if a the, pretty progressive way of looking at it.
2: Yeah, it, you know, I, unless the, the could have prevented a car crash when the could have took a little longer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Larry Osberger says, just me or everyone, crumple cheap public restroom paper towels to make softer before using them to blow nose. I've never done that. Does that work? Crumpling paper towels, like like tenderizing them?
1: That That does work.
0: I've never done that. Yeah. I will totally do that next time I'm in a pinch.
1: And then if you take it and kind of make a bunch and then kind of roll it back and forth, that works really well. Wow. Oh, nice.
0: I never knew. How soft can you get it? Can you get it tissue level soft?
1: No, but you can you can tenderize it pretty well. If yeah, it's the public rest, just do it on the floor. It's not yeah, your bathroom. Exactly. Um, that's, Val, that's what the urinal's for. <laughs>
0: Val Perkins says, when I vacuum up a spider, I feel like there's always a chance it will still be alive and crawl its way out. Yeah, I don't think I've ever vacuumed up a spider. I don't think I could. I need to know that it's dead.
2: Yeah. I uh, I feel like if he he's having some kind of spider death guilt, um, just, just don't vacuum them.
0: Right. I remember... In New York, uh, we had a brief mouse problem and it was, I'm still horrified by it, but there was a mouse in our apartment and I ha- I'd managed to like trap it in the bathtub. And then I called the, um, super cause I didn't know what to do. And he picked it up by the tail and dropped it in the toilet and flushed it, which was upsetting to me, but he was like, oh, he'll be fine. Here's my question. Will he be fine? Can they live in the sewer?
1: He won't be fine.
0: He'll drown, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Except that he'll be fine is super talk for stop thinking about it.
0: Except that
2: he'll be fine in the same way that people that are forced out of their um homes so they can build, you know, more expensive homes will be fine.
0: But isn't there a way actually for a mouse to just kind of to get air in there? Like at what point is the mouse being drowned?
1: Pretty quickly, I would say.
0: Okay, so the so the mouse would be completely submerged.
2: I, I just
1: like as it that, gets flushed. I like he. I like that he just
2: chimes in as the voice of hopelessness. He's <laughs> Just like I think life's gonna get better. It's not. <laughs> it's off. <awful. laughs>
0: All right, I guess you're right. Okay, um, that's what I do. Ashley yeah. Kirk says it's,
2: it's like you're 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 like like. The Robert Crumb of this podcast. (laughs) Just just coming in, going, life is bleak.
0: Ashley Kirk says, Each spring, I wonder, when did Cadbury shoot this commercial? 1980s, 1990s? Its Cadbury egg commercials are pretty old. I wonder if that happens with seasonal commercials. They're like, no need to shoot a new one. We have this one from '84.
1: Yeah, especially with Cadbury eggs. I think the profit margin on those gets slimmer and slimmer each <laughs> right, year. Just, I just, but all those animals are dead now, and it's just so sad.
0: That's a common just watch, near everyone. When people watch old movies that have animals uh, in them, they think that those animals are dead now.
2: That turtle might be alive. Yeah. I got to see if that turtle might be
0: alive. <laughs> they do live a long time.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And finally, Sunlit Cactus says, feel indignant when frozen yogurt shops include nutrition facts for all the yogurts except the low-carb, low, carb, low cal ones. I don't know if I'd feel indignant, but I know what you mean. It feel It's a little suspicious to me. It's like, oh, you have all the information except for the ones that you I want the information for? I guess it's just us. You said, like you, you
2: said low-cal and I
0: just... <laughs> and you're not into it? Nah. All right. Um, I know what you're saying. I don't know how common it is. That was just me or everyone. Alrighty then. Um, Mike Lawrence, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, thanks
2: for having me. That was, was super fun.
0: It was great to get to know you more. Yeah, it was awesome. You guys, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, click through the banner on my website, alisonrosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra. It helps out the show. Thank you for your Amazon support. Thank you for your PayPal support. We have two ringtones available. Hey, Hey, hey go fuck yourself. But also...
1: Touch the tushy, touch, touch the tushy, those are available touch on tushy,
0: gumroad.com g-u-m-r-o-a-d.com slash Allison rosen again that is gumroad like a road made of gum.com slash Allison rosen two special bonus episodes available recorded live at the LA podcast festival first one with doug benson and greg proops next one with uh, doug, doug benson musician matt coston the former thursday gang those are a dollar 99 in the comedy album section of the itunes store you can uh, see me do this podcast live at Shoot. You're doing Bumbershoot too, right? Yeah. I will see you there. Have That's you done awesome. it before? No, never. Me neither. I'm pretty excited.
2: And uh, it's my anniversary, so my wife's coming.
0: That is exciting. I think my husband is going to be coming. Awesome. You don't know your set times yet, do you? I don't. I don't either. Okay, great. Just want to make sure that... Yeah,
2: what if they realize that they're perfect for each other, don't need us, and leave us?
0: I hadn't thought of that, but there's a strong chance that'll happen. More Let's just like, keep them far away. More
2: like Bummer Shoot. Mm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, get Anyone tickets.
2: else or just me? <laughs>
0: get, that's, that's the two of us. Get tickets to see both of us at BummerShoot.com. Follow me on Twitter at Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed at AriWMBF. Email us, Show at gmail.com. Jeff, where should we go for you?
1: I'm Colonel Jeff Fox on social media, and I want to apologize for... Pushing you in the shower back when we were in elementary school at the uh, camp there.
2: Why were you still in the camp? <laughs>
1: You're much older than me. Why were you still in the summer camp? <laughs> uh, they held me back because <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah, I wouldn't. I couldn't pass uh, crafts. They held you back, so you pushed me forward. Exactly.
0: And Mike Lawrence, um, plug all your things and tell people where to find you.
1: Um, I am
2: at the Mike Lawrence on Twitter. Mike Lawrence comedy um on uh instagram com is my website my album satamantium is available there is no non-dorky way to describe it <laughs> and um i i yeah i'm i'm, I'm touring i'll be a bumper shoot i'll be at the out of bounds festival right before that in austin that same weekend in boston um and atlanta at the end of august so you can check all the tour dates on my website
0: Awesome. Thank you again so much. And listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye.
1: Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen.